Welcome to Tech Breakfast, today's top headlines served hot. I'm your host, Darren Bewley. Grab your coffee and let's get into it. All right, joining me today is Jay Cuthrell and Adam Westerman. Welcome, y'all. Howdy, howdy. Hey. All right, so what tech headlines are you looking at today? So the one I saw was about uh, Facebook Messenger kids, uh, which is the most terrifying thing ever. So they're rolling that out to like 70 more countries. And it, this, is the, this is the worst uh, offender of, of like privacy concerns other than a government. Uh, giving that to children would be the last thing I would want to do, uh, Facebook kids. So I'm just going to not do that. And that's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I learned about that, uh, I think about a week ago, one of my sisters, um, she has a very young daughter and she set it up for our daughters to talk. I'm just like, nope. Taylor, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> nope. I mean, like, I love her, but her daughter, I don't think is old enough to, you know, read and write. Yeah. What is, I guess it's like FaceTime. I don't understand why we don't just FaceTime as well. I, I don't know. Yeah. They, so. they pulled off a couple of pieces of data. They're like, Hey, do a first name instead of uh, more. And it's like, okay, that that's great. But it, I'm not worried about other kids. I'm worried about Facebook and they, they have no respect for, for user data. Like I don't go on Facebook uh, and I have nothing worth hiding and no one cares about, um, what I send to my friends, um, but that's <laughs> it's true. The, it's the last thing that I would do for my children. So, call me crazy. Jay, are you pro Facebook Kid Messenger, or what? What's your take? Um, my, I yeah, that uh, I I got as far as making sure like Roblox or Roblox was locked down so that uh, you know. Uh, creepy people weren't, you know, tracking down um, folks. But uh, I, I actually, you know, below the covers, I was just really pleased to see that Google has come out and more or less publicly said that Istio Service Mesh is is good. We're 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 going to see that probably um, be a little bit less drama oriented. Um, so for those of you that hang out and talk about service mesh products and the envoys of the world, whatnot. Uh, uh, George Curian, I think was uh, on a quote yesterday. It was covered in some of the tech press that um, Google is going to make a commitment to making sure that the Istio mesh uh, project and community, um, you know, views it as good news um, as opposed to maybe some of the other folks out there that uh, whenever a net new thing comes out that, you know, that it's, you got to build it up so you can kind of tear it down. So um, it's, it's, it's pleasing to hear that. And I know that Istio is a underlying component product and even some of our, uh, you know, partner um, companies like uh, VMware's mesh products. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's good to hear. And I'm, I'm sure it's somewhere under the hood that also influences some Facebook, uh, Facebook products. Sure. So can you break that down into maybe some uh, more simplistic terms for people who don't know uh, what the Istio uh, service mesh yeah. Um, so I think everyone has a view in their brain that, oh, it's cloud. You can just kind of pick up and you know drop applications here and there. But when whenever you have networking, there are typically complexities that come up and having to map or assign you know IP and registered ports for applications and how those move or change as you uh, instantiate or uh, deprecate you know, the ephemeral things that occur in containerized environments. Um, there needs to be some type of governance in play. And so there's software to account for that. And uh, the round category for these are 
uh, service meshes. And so Istio is one of those open source groups that was uh, early on, um, got a lot of fanfare, but then as other alternatives would come in, it almost seemed like a, a horse race metaphor where you know this group versus that group or this way to do that way to do it. So uh, Istio was one of those early names. And so you're tying that in with um, those capabilities uh, allowing you to basically secure and monitor what's happening there? Is that well, the it's, connection it's, to the Facebook? Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot like we think about what it means to set something up one time, but then if, let's say, let's say you set up that account, but then you go to another device and you maybe set up another account. Are the, are the settings going to be what you expected them to be on the other side? Or is yeah. the, is the experience a little bit different? So if you've ever done something on your desktop versus on your mobile, um, sometimes your interaction methods um, have an impact on what's exposed to you. So for example, um, security settings that require you to log into a website versus security settings that use only the mobile app, for example. And uh, while, sure. while it's not a one-for-one -one comparison to things like what Istio stands for, it is, it is something that the community as a whole has to wrestle with constantly. Um, some people call it switching costs, like, oh gosh, now I got to keep track of this. And you know, in the, in the modern data center world, we're not immune to saying like, well, I keep that in a spreadsheet, right? Because it's just so complex to figure out what the mapping was of this to this to this to this. You know, Istio is one way to say, I don't need those spreadsheets. And maybe one day in the application world, uh, I'll feel comfortable that if I sat in front of either the mobile device or the iPad or, or on the desktop, when I was dealing with a Facebook product, I would know that I didn't miss some setting that, you know, broadcast everything to hmm. the planet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I follow you, man. And I want to correct or myself because I oh, – go ahead, Adam. No, oh, they'll change the setting. You didn't miss the setting last week, but then there, you didn't know there was an update, and now there's a new setting. And they've decided that your default is something that your default absolutely shouldn't be, right? Like, yeah. that's, that's what killed it for me and the, the relationship with Facebook. Like, they, I would lock it down, and they would break it. Yes. I can't win here, so – yeah, and, to make uh, that Istio analogy, that means like, oh, another Microsoft uh, microservice was introduced, and uh, you, know, yep. you didn't keep track of that. Oh, by the way, unless you didn't know, this microservice means that every time you've ever made a really bad photo selfie that you didn't want shown publicly, oh, now that's actually part of this new collection called, I'm too ashamed to show this. <laughs> Click here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. nice. All open, There's all more free. on Facebook, too, um, since y'all brought that up. I saw yesterday um, Vietnam was pressuring Facebook uh, to censor dissent. Uh, that you know there were there are people there that was uh, or that were um, specifically targeting the state, right? Um, yep. Anti-state posts, whatever they may be, and so the state runs the telcos there, or at least uh, most of them, or some of the the biggest ones being used, and went in and shut off the local Facebook servers making the application unusable and so Facebook caved and said yep uh, you know if you bring those back on we'll help you censor them what do you think about that come on man they they did the same thing in Germany they did the same thing in China they they caved every every time right and um, without getting crazy political like Vietnam is the number one place where business is going from China right when people don't want their business in China Vietnam is the number one place and obviously a massive history in, in Vietnam with authoritarian versus free uh, types of governments. And so again, I just, there's, they'll do, they'll do anything for a user base. They'll do anything. <laughs> and I just, I don't want to participate at all. 
I am I'm reminded of the uh, the mean quote from the uh, uh, Herbert masterpiece reimagined by David Lynch: "The spice must flow, and the yeah. advertising must flow." So that's right. If you if if you are looking to uh, any corporate entity, you know, it doesn't matter which one, but if they're predicated on the ability to do micro targeting, directed advertising, personalized advertising, and do that for a significant fee. Um, that monetization strategy will often run at odds with what someone, uh, other uh, governments or entities would consider to be like, you know, there's, there's, there's going to be finger wagging, but ultimately Facebook runs a business. They will assess the dynamics of running the business wherever they plan to do business. And it may appear that they are kowtowing um, or it could be, that's just the, the price of doing business in those countries. But um, that's right. They're getting, the about they're getting Vietnam, a dollar. Yeah. The other thing about them is uh, I was uh, catching up on my news reading and apparently, and I don't know if they've even to your point with a centralized telecom, I don't even know if they're doing contact tracing or advanced analytics yet, but apparently Vietnam uh, in the current pandemic ranking, um, you know, in terms of who's, who appears to be having the most or the least impacted, it, it appears that Vietnam is actually fairly low impact right now. So I didn't, I didn't know if that was a, a cultural or something systemic in the way they do healthcare or, uh, centralized telecom. I'm not sure, uh, but it's something I'm going to probably want to learn more about. Well, yeah, didn't, did, Facebook did the same thing in America, but it wasn't government-led. It was it was the anti-lockdown protests, right, that they're turning off. Yeah, isn't, isn't that right? That yeah. Too. So, yeah, they decided, yeah. hey, listen, um, some groups were cool with, other groups were not. It's not a legal thing. We just decided that it doesn't fit with our culture. And so again, it's not. It's just a business. It is not a way for the world to connect, a fun way for the world to connect. No, it's just an ad business. And the yeah, ad business is based a place on for friends. Things. I thought it was a place for it's, friends. No, no, it's, it's a place <laughs> okay. to sell I'm your call data. on this topic. This, this course is beaten <laughs> to death. Uh, let's switch to your data. data. And uh, all right. So next year, apparently, Apple will use 12 core, five nanometer ARM processors in the 2021 Macs that they are going Great. to make themselves. What do you think about that? Well, awesome. Foxconn's gonna make them, right? I mean, but, but regardless, they're chip design. So one, another competitor for Intel, that's a wonderful thing. Two, they're jumping ahead to five nanometer where everybody else is still at what, 10 uh, nanometer, right? So they've taken a giant leap from, from 14 to 10 to that, that uh, five nanometer. That's a, that's a wonderful thing. It's more competition, it'll drive price down, it'll drive quality up. Uh, uh, a, the one that starts with A that's not Intel, that's in the server market, AMD. AMD. Um, I mean, they're, they're, they're in the PC market now, they're back. They're in the server market now, they're back and getting better and better. And so prices will go down, quality will go up, competition is good. All right. I, just, I, like, I like what I hear. And this is, this, is, this is coming from a time when I remember distinctly the Motorola, RS six thousand, the oh, and by the way, we've been we've been porting and running the entire time on an x eighty six architecture too. <laughs> yep. And so I'm hoping there's going to be one of those stage moments where they go on. Oh, and by the way, we've been doing this too. And one more now, thing. And now Intel's uh, quarterly earnings report comes out today. Do you think the news dropped intentionally on the same day, or what do you think on that? The heck you say. The heck you say. <laughs> 
I'm just drawing well, parallels. I don't know. I mean, it, it depends. Uh, you know, for, for a time there, it was, you know, we're going to see Intel through a lens of, well, they're primarily known for PCs. They're primarily known for, you know, the processes that are associated with large football-sized data centers. And then they kind of rotated into, oh, no, we, we can be part of the client, you know, story. We, we can go after mobile, blah, 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 blah. And, and then, you know, you're kind of, your fortunes rise and fall through the news cycles, too, sometimes. And so... I'm actually I'm actually curious as to whether or not people even think Intel is really in the processor mobile handset, you know, viable business, or if this is more or less, well, you know, it's either people talking about radio chipsets like Qualcomm, uh, people talking Qualcomm. about uh, any of the existing state of what goes on in, in the mobile broadband handsets in terms of processing capabilities. But I mean, think about it. Every time we have an iPhone, it's always like a new A something processor. There's a, we're now on the A85 processor, whatever it is that's going to do full VR immersion, you know, straight into your ocular nerves. That's, well, that's what it. we expect to hear in this, right? We expect that from them. So I don't know if it impacts Intel as much as it is like Intel is along to just kind of be a spectator in this. But um, Apple uh, clearly is putting some of that war chest to work. They have a lot of cash. Yeah. Cash, cash, cash. That's right. And if they can, they can get that supply chain um, more them, more vertically integrated. That makes a lot of sense to me for Apple as they build out their ecosystem. That's a piece of their ecosystem that they need to bring in, and that will not be under the price pressures. Uh, they won't be beholden to Intel for their whole business. Right? They have a supplier risk today, um, and if they can do this, then they'll have less supplier risk. Right? The end. Of course, All right, the no, sorry, one more thing. So again, yeah, with less, less client server apps, they probably need less compute on board a PC than they did a few years ago. And so speed and, and performance is not such an issue. Uh, they'll have to continue to offer probably the higher end Intel things for a while for the high end people. But for most people that are, that are using the thing for work without much onboard compute, because that computes in a data center somewhere, it doesn't need to be. Uh, the highest end chip. Great. Give me an A14. Give me two of the chips you put in my iPhone 11. That's enough. It's plenty. <laughs> well, now you've made me curious. Now I want to know what they're actually putting those um, like football, football size data centers that Apple has slithered around the planet. So uh, now I'm wondering, like, are they going to make, are they going to vertically integrate a little bit like what Facebook does with open compute and open rack so that they also own that space and their supply chain and their efficacy of their online services, which, as you know, is a large contributing part to the revenue stream now. It's not just devices. It's also the services wrapper that goes around with it, powered by, yep. I guess, what we still call it iCloud oh, or they, something like that. They say, yeah, they sell storage right. like crazy. Five, five bucks a month, ten bucks a month, they sell storage like crazy. And people are fine with it because it's integrated. And so they, they're, 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 it seems like their photos are right there on their device and they have unlimited storage. So five bucks a month. A little side note before I jump to the next topic, since you're talking about paying for storage, um, I, uh, I'm a Dropbox user and I was over a terabyte and about a year, maybe a year and a half ago when I moved beyond that from a sub, uh, subscription standpoint, the only option was three terabytes. And uh, they now have a two terabyte option, which costs half as much as the three terabyte option. So if you're one of those customers that's paying <laughs> for that, yeah, I just noticed that I was doing some spring cleaning, going through all of my recurring charges each month and just going in to see, to see if there were new options, right? 
and I'm suddenly saving uh, 10 bucks a month or whatever. So that's, nice. that's exactly what I did last year. This time uh, I've been a long-term Linode customer. So if you're familiar with Linode, I, I think they started in Atlanta. I used to live in Atlanta. Um, and I just, I have a, uh, it's, it's a KVM, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a virtual private server. And I was paying, I don't know, like 20 or 30 bucks a month or something. And then I realized that they offered so-called cloud consumption pricing. And so I went from a, what you would commonly call a dedicated or a reserved instance. I went from reserved instance pricing to cloud pricing. My, my bill was literally cut in a third. And I get more, by the way, more RAM, more storage, which I'll probably not use because um, it's just an APS. And all I had to do was look at my bill. But, you know, yeah. had I not looked at my bill, they were more than happy to continue, you know, charging me for like a, you know, what was then, I guess, a six-year-old product I had bought into. Yeah. With no, like, I get myriad of uh, email notifications about stuff I don't care about. This would have been something I would have cared about. <laughs> well, yeah. Come on. Yeah. We're yeah. updating our privacy policy again. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that one's required by law, right? So maybe, maybe, yeah. uh, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So we are currently on Zoom. Uh, today, Zoom announced the release of the 5.0 update, and you guessed it, it's all about security. Um, so some of the uh, major features that are going to happen, now we saw a little preview of the security icon that's dropped in there, which allowed you to uh, more easily lock the meeting, not having to find the little three-dot thing in the lower corner and drag down and all that kind of stuff, it's right there, as well as uh, the introduction of the waiting room. In the newest update, the meeting, there will be a meeting password on by default and the waiting room is on by default, which I don't know if y'all have used the waiting room. I really like it. it you don't like the waiting room? I like it. <laughs> I used the waiting room 10 years ago on, on WebEx, man. Uh, okay. I like the uh, breakout rooms when you can turn on breakout rooms. Then if you mm -hmm. have two or three people that are having a go at it, you can ask them to take it outside to a breakout room and then reconvene later. But uh, surprisingly, uh, much like Microsoft products that were associated with Office productivity, I think, uh, honestly, users are probably utilizing 10 to 15% of the total surface of features. And um, I like that you called it the three dots, because when you said that, it immediately made me think of Demolition Man and the three seashells. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and yeah, the, what this is going to do is it's going to complicate the user interface, and it, it introduces a bunch of features that, like, products that have been around for 10 plus years. So now, now we're getting a little bit more complex part of the love of zoom was this is so easy right i've never been um I, i've never had unknown participants in my meetings but i have small meetings with people i know over and over so obviously yeah. it's a, it's a real concern it um, is i've been in meetings where unknown participants uh show up and it's yeah. not welcome well um, that's that's the that's the that's the fun part of being where zoom is is they started off as the minimum viable product that yep. would scratch that i'm frustrated with webex itch and yeah and too many now, buttons yeah and and there's there's a couple ways like uh, there's what batman movie uh where he says you, you know either uh live long enough to something something or you become the villain you know uh maximum lovable to adam's point versus a minimum viable so that you know they're on that spectrum now and is this maximum yeah. viable or is, is there more change you know if, uh, we were talking about facebook earlier i'm not going to bring that back up but Every time Facebook changed the UI, you'd think the internet was going to melt. And so, it, you know, within the Zoom community, uh, which is everyone that's now sequestered in the pandemic uh, that uses corporate licensing, yeah, there's there's probably going to be some pushback with GUI changes. 
Yeah. Well, I appreciate it though. Uh, you know, with all this work from home stuff, um, you know, leading people, managing people, we have to have highly sensitive conversations over Zoom, right? And, you know, uh, if we by chance jump in uh, the personal meeting room that I've used for other things and somebody clicks on it and jumps in, I mean, I just, I have to have that, the, the quick ability to lock that down. Or oh. once we're in the call, create a, create a waiting room. So if somebody mm -hmm. by chance comes in as well, just on accident, they don't step into a room. Um, and hear things that they shouldn't hear. So, so your 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 perspective yeah. is that this is making it more like the real world context of you know office hour, closed door meeting, and then the the, the queue outside your door for the next meeting. No, I, I guess I'm just saying that I like that the they made it easier for me to lock oh, down the meeting. Okay, to, to protect right. me, right? So they automatically turn on uh, the waiting room. Now, if you want to turn it off when you start the meeting and let people flood in, fine. But I can say, yep, these people need to come in, and it's easy to click, and it's right there at the top of the participants list. Well, anyway, that's that's, uh, that's yeah. the, the difference between using like my simple, easy, again, the continuum of it's so simple, it's so easy. I always use the same link. I just paste in my personal meeting room versus a unique ID for every meeting, right? Yeah. And so should I be using, for the sensitive meeting, should I be using the uniquely generated meeting ID? I should. So if they have to go in that invitation, so they'd have to have that, I should, but I just use the same thing for everything. Again, it's, that's on me, right? Yeah. <laughs> Oops. But rather that, cause they were losing business, right? They were losing business. So they had to make security changes instantly. Um, and they have to make it, it easy. People have to be able to use the same link every time as silly as it is. Do you set passwords? Because I think they can lay, oh, yeah. you can, you can embed the password as a hash string in the URL for one click now. Um, but to yep. your point, if someone just shares that same link and it's a one-click password, they're going to get in too. So. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. All right. Well, we've got uh, we all have three minutes before <clears throat> our next meeting here. You guys have any other topics you want to talk about? I've I've already talked about Big Brother, which I like to do each and every day. Uh, so I've <laughs> I've done my part. <laughs> Was there anything that you guys would like to plug? I know, uh, I know Jay has a, uh, a new um, domain that he blogs at. Yeah, so uh, it's, a, it's, an, it's a new old domain. So I've, I've moved my blog around so many times, I, but I yet don't create new blog content. But my blog is now, uh, once again, at fudge.org. So if Are you, you trying to, to lose fudge, followers? Well, they're yeah. on to you. Move it again. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, I actually had someone that used to have two separate Twitter handles that told me you're going to basically decimate your audience. And I said, no, it'll never happen. And sure enough, that person was right. So know, know what you're good at and listen to others. And, and you know, it, always, always ask for a second and third opinion when it comes to social media. It, it, you know, there's no one that has a lock on all of it. And I certainly didn't. So yes, now I'm at fudge.org, but I still have a website, jqthrill.com. Uh, but fudge.org is where the blog is now. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for somebody to come after fudge.org, like the international fudge association or something. Well, um, you know what? Uh, it's funny you mentioned make that. Make a thousand bucks. I, uh, I used to have fudge.com back in the day, and I actually sold that to uh, Sabre Corporation out of Australia that makes the fudge hair care product line. For those How much? I don't, I don't have hair. Uh, you know, what's funny is um, at the time I was idealistic, didn't believe in domain squad, and I think I sold it for $100 international. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh. money's, money's cool and all that, but back in those days, it was – 
it could have been more than 100 but i figured like eh, you know what they're, uh, yeah they're a, it could have been a multiple yeah <laughs> it could have been could've, 10 it, yeah 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 but uh you know they could have been fudge.com.au but that doesn't really roll off the tongue and uh so you know hey so if you're with saber corporation of australia and sell hair care products i was one of those people that uh registered your domain name for you cheers I have spent time trying to get my children not to put fudge in their hair. Um, and you have helped people put fudge in their hair. So that seems like yes. a terrible place for and, fudge. And, and comedically enough, I have no hair other than on my face. So, yeah. 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 If it were maple fudge, I would put it anywhere. I would sleep in maple fudge. <laughs> so it's better than Adam, anything you, wanna, anything you want to plug before we, before we drop yet. off? Here? I think I've done it. I think I mentioned maple fudge and Big Brother now. So, oh, again, my second you, goal, done. And oh, you man. guys are <laughs> starting your fudge. own podcast, though, yeah? Or are you not we don't have enough information to plug yet, though. <laughs> okay. To plug. okay. Well, Coming I'll bring soon. here. These two gentlemen are starting a podcast, so stay tuned. And not about uh, fudge. That's it. It's not about fudge, and it's not about <laughs> Big Brother. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much. Uh, that wraps it up for today. We'll talk to you all later. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Be safe. Cheers. I, I just, I love that. I'm using any, Air Buds. competition and chips. Have you seen the movie Air Bud? I haven't seen the movie Air Bud, but I am familiar with the concept of a dog <laughs> testing his powers. So That's right. I, I am old enough to remember Underdog on the uh, eating, eating the cereal in the morning thing. So I make my kids watch uh, that stuff. Like I, I gave them Flintstones. I gave them uh, Mighty Mouse. I gave them, uh, you know, like the Jetsons. They're really, really rude to the dad in the Jetsons. So I turned that right off because that's I've got a, a dog in that fight. Little known fact, I met one of Airbud's kids once. I met Progeny of Airbud. No now I could I, there wasn't a certificate, but they swore to me. They're like, look it up, here you go. And I'm like, okay, this is a progeny of Airbud. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Yes. Uh, now it's, tell me, uh, can it's you one hear? of those. Uh, yeah, there's a little dog in the background. I can hear. Yeah, you can hear. Him. All right. Dang it. It's nibbles. I can hear nibbles. <laughs> yeah. So Airbud Two, Jay, is one to avoid. Yep. Airbud is a classic. Hey. Airbud Two, Golden Receiver. Uh, that one was just over the top. It was too much. Golden Receiver. It was instead of basketball, it was football. And so, and he yeah. was a golden retriever. I picked up on that. I would. Yeah, I would avoid yeah. Airbud too. So, uh, but there were so many unanswered questions in the first uh, instance of the franchise. Yeah, you were so wondering. They, were, they couldn't couldn't not make it. <laughs> you were wondering what Lord. is gonna happen next. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Dog, take care.